This is Franchise Today, brought to you by FRM Solutions, providers of the best-in-class software solutions for franchise relationship management. Franchise Today is your destination for weekly information, conversations, and interviews with accomplished industry leaders, all of whom share best practices for sustainable growth and sensible franchising. Here now, your host, Stan Friedman, to kick off this week's podcast. Today is Wednesday, July 12th. 2023. I'm Stan Friedman, and this is Franchise Today. Well, it's great to be back from the longest break I've ever taken from this, my labor of love. In more than 10 years, I've never been gone for more than a week at a time, but I've got to admit it, I think I could maybe one day get used to it. We'll see. John Hayes was the last guest before my break, and a fine job he did getting us up to speed on the franchise hot seat at the Titus Franchise Center in West Palm Beach. And speaking of that, Dr. Hayes, too, has invited FRM Solutions and yours truly to return to his advisory board at the Titus Franchise Center, and I have graciously accepted his invitation. So, I look forward to participating in many of their exciting franchising and student initiatives and events, such as the Franchise Hot Seat, their boot camps, and other programs both on and off campus in the weeks, months, and years ahead. More about that as we approach fall. Also, National Chicken Wing Day is on the horizon, coming up on the 29th of July. And is there a world where you can imagine me letting that come and go without having some fun around it? The answer is no. So don't be surprised when the week after next sees some surprising guests stopping by from the worlds of chicken wings and franchising. More about that next week. But first, it's back to business today with an absolutely fantastic conversation with a great guest to kick things off with a stellar summer lineup. A quick break here, and when I return in two minutes or less, I'll be joined by Ed Quinlan, president of Belfour Franchise Group's ChemDry Carpet Cleaning. Don't go away. Franchise Today will be right back, but first, a word from our sponsors. Franchisors of restaurants, bars, and grills, and multi-unit franchisees, listen up. This message is for you. If you're looking to engage guests, elevate profits, and enhance your customer experience, Atmosphere TV is the answer. What's Atmosphere, you ask? Atmosphere is the world's number one streaming TV service for businesses, here to help you make more and save big on overpriced cable packages. Atmosphere provides you with a free programming option, bringing more than 60 ultra-engaging audio-optional channels designed to please customers and increase their average ticket. So, how does it work? Well, it's easy. Upon sign-on, Atmosphere sends you a free device loaded with over 60 channels of eye-grabbing entertainment. From news and sports to viral videos and fuzzy animals, every channel is family-friendly and designed to keep your customers happy and engaged. Plus, thanks to Atmosphere's 100% audio-optional format, the programming is perfect for any setting, no matter how loud or busy. So, stop playing and paying overpriced cable. Go with free TV instead. Just go to atmosphere.tv forward slash sign up and use the code FRANCHISE, and Atmosphere will waive the usual one-time $99 activation fee for your free-to-stream device. Visit Atmosphere online at atmosphere.tv, and remember, use the code FRANCHISE to waive your one-time activation fee. Visit atmosphere.tv to elevate your franchise's entertainment experience today. Well, each week I try bringing a diverse selection of accomplished and interesting guests to the podcast, 
and this week is no exception. Ed Quinlan is going to fill the next half hour with more take-home value than 30 minutes should be able to hold. He's something of a lifer at ChemDry, president since 2019, but prior to that, more than just a little bit of the reason that this brand sits at about 2,000 units during his 17-year tenure, and he's here to tell us all about it. Ed Quinlan, welcome to Franchise Today. Yeah, thank you. It's great to be here. It's a pleasure having you here, Ed, and you're one of those that I can't understand how I've been around franchising for so long, as have you, that while you and I share many people like Dwayne Tanner in common who've known each other for a hundred years, you and I don't think we've ever crossed paths. <laughs> I don't know how it happens, Dan. Yeah. We've got yeah. about 400 plus LinkedIn first tier connections together. <laughs> you, you just thought one of them might have made the introduction by now. Or, you know, <laughs> it should have happened. It should have been long overdue for sure. But it's a pleasure finally doing that here, at least virtually, and hopefully we'll catch up somewhere on the road as well. Ed, what I'd like to do is to start out our conversation today the way I always do, and that is with your agreement that franchising is a somewhat unintentional way of doing business. Nobody went to college with franchising in mind as the career path that they were going to embark upon. But somehow along the way, it finds us and the audience and me. Well, we'd love to know how that looked for you. Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I grew up in northern Utah, not all that far from where Kim Dry's corporate headquarters is at. And so I was a little bit familiar with the brand as a kid growing up, but not really all that much. Went away to college, went to the big city and worked there for a couple of years after college and then came back to the Valley. And one of my bigger stints when I came back to the Valley was working for a manufacturing firm that had a pretty significant distribution network and dealer network and really learned a lot of the marketing ins and outs. My background is in public relations, communications, marketing, and ironic a twist of the Russian language. So also sort of a unique thing, which I haven't been able to use much in franchising, but it certainly uh, fell in my lap a little bit. And was able to come back and work in that sort of manufacturing and distribution space and learned a lot about brand building working at a couple of different manufacturing companies here in Cache Valley, which is the area here in northern Utah that I live, and got pulled away from my previous employer where I was just loving what I was doing. And we were really, we were in the barbecue grill space and had a really significant trajectory for growth around outdoor cooking, supplies and equipment, really, really fun, fun brand. And our dealer and distribution networks were strong and was just having a blast building that up. And uh, the Home Depot had acquired ChemDry, and they were looking for someone to help with the marketing programs uh, for franchisees and for corporate headquarters to be based in Logan. And they were able to connect and tap into me. And I'm like, gosh, shifting to this space, gosh, how could this be? I, I the, the background of, of doing marketing for something, I'm going to call it sexy. <laughs> Who would have thought that food could be so sexy? But, you know, the flavors and the smells and the taste and, and the whole barbecue industry, gosh, that was fun. And there, there was this like sexy component to it because all you had to do was get somebody to to taste it and they wanted the equipment and the supplies and the tools to do it themselves. And so I came over to Kemdra going, gosh, how am I going to translate that passion and excitement into carpet cleaning? Well, I found two sort of big rewards when I moved over here. I really didn't plan to be here all that long. I thought I'd come learn some things under the Home Depot stewardship and then move on to whatever was next in my career. And I just fell in love. I, I fell in love with Kimdry because it's such a unique process. It does a remarkable job in making homes healthier and safer and very, very pet friendly. Uh, being a pet owner and Sam, you're being a pet owner, probably really appreciate companies that care for everybody in the home, humans mm -hmm. and pets, right? 
And so Kim Grace, that's a big part of our history too. And then on the other side, and probably maybe even more important, was you just fall in love with the franchisees, right? I, I truly fell in love with franchising. And this idea that I was able to watch small business owners, entrepreneurs come in and when they executed a program, achieve these life-changing rewards for their families, for their business. I'm like, gosh, that was just so rewarding. And I just couldn't get away from it. I just loved it. So I've been with Kim right now for 17 years. Three years ago, I was asked to take over the reins as the president of the Kim Dry brand. We're currently owned by a company called Belfort Franchise Groups, so or a, a group of 13 different franchise home service-based, all van-based, service-based franchise organizations. And what a great ride. And that passion for franchisees and franchisee success just continues to grow because every time we have a new franchise owner class come through, it just reignites that fire inside, right? You just absolutely love working with franchisees and really working for them. I've talked to a lot of people in the carpet business over the years, but I don't think I've ever talked to anyone that cleans carpeting with carbonation. Isn't that what you guys do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, all the way back to our founding roots are around this idea of using carbonation and the power of carbonation to increase agitation. We say we have millions of effervescent little bubbles that go in with our water, help agitate and release and lift the dirt. And then we have powerful vacuums that extract it away. So it gives us the advantage of because of our carbonation, we use a fraction of the water of traditional steam cleaners. And that means the carpets are going to dry a lot faster. So we, we get them deeper clean, faster dry, and it becomes a big win. That's one of the big health components because you don't have all that water sitting in your carpets, especially when you're in humid areas, right? Like Atlanta, Georgia, where, where you <laughs> want those carpets to dry quick. Amen. There is truth in that. So your role when you came into the company, you were, you were there for Harris Research days. Was that the original owner? Yeah, our founder, Robert Harris, he started the company. He was in uh, law school right? And going to law school and was doing carpet cleaning just by himself as a way to pay his bills through law school. And he's like, gosh, I think this might be more lucrative. <laughs> and so he asked the dean at the law school if he could take a break. And the dean's like, sure. And because he was looking, saying, I'm making more money doing my carpet cleaning than most of your graduates are five and 10 years into their career. So maybe I should focus over on this. And it proved to be a pretty good choice because as he was cleaning customers' carpets, he had people say, hey, can you teach me how to do what you're doing? I couldn't be happier with the results. I'm so excited to have such a, a great cleaning result and pay you the money for it. I think I want to do what you do. And that sort of spurred him into franchising originally. And he's just a, such an entrepreneurial spirited person. Sold the company a couple of dozen years ago to private equity. Uh, we've been owned by a couple of different private equity firms throughout the duration. Home Depot had a stint in the middle there too, which was a really good marriage of the world world's largest carpet cleaner with the world's largest carpet reseller. And we, we reap some benefits from that for the brand and how the business has changed and evolved. But it's been a great, it's been great to be on that road of evolution with Kimberly for the last 17 years. I've really enjoyed it. And the company itself is in its 45th year. So you've been there for a good part of that growth in that ride. How many franchisees were there when you joined? Do you remember? Well, you know, we, yeah, there's some ebb and flow for us right before the housing crisis of 2008. We had a bit of a, of a growth spur. That housing crisis was a little painful. We were at about a thousand franchise owner companies, right? Then the housing crisis hit and we lost some. Now, compared to the industry, the industry shrunk by about 25 to 35%. 
and we probably lost between 10 and 15% of our franchisees. So that was painful. We have rebounded since then. Most recently, though, the last couple of years, my focus has been a lot more on bringing in new franchisees that are making sure they're the highest levels of caliber and quality. And so I'm selling fewer licenses. Usually we would sell 100 or so licenses a year. And now we've been selling between 50 and 75. And I'm pretty okay with that because I've really raised the bar on what it takes to, to get into the business. I know that has better outcome on the back end because it means they're going to be healthier when they're a little bit better qualified. And uh, I really liked putting those kinds of measures in place. And in addition to that, we've also increased our support for new franchisees so that your first two years in business, we really want to hold your hand and help you get those best practices and patterns in place. I would say that the teachable moment in that message, the nugget you just dropped to any emerging franchisors listening is the recurring revenue line is the one that you've got your eye on and not so much concerned. Well, I guess it's an easier thing to say. I'm not as concerned about the initial revenue line when I'm at 1,800 units already, but yeah. but the recurring revenue line is where every franchisor's eyes ought to be, correct? Yeah, exactly right. And, and make sure that you're looking at the right metrics, right? I, I would rather have fewer but healthier franchisees than a large number who they're not really treating the business as important. So, you know, we're in the van-based business, so your van's got to look its best. That's our showpiece, and it needs to be organized. It needs to be well put together. Our technicians are going into people's homes. It matters to us that they're in the proper uniform. But we're going into their bedrooms and into their bathrooms and into the most private spaces in their home to clean those. We need their trust. We need They need to know that we're professional, that we're going to take great care of them. And so making sure that we have a mystery shopping program that we've ramped up over the last year and a half and had a franchisee recently who the mystery shop came back with his van had some pieces of paint chipping off and some of the graphics were starting to yellow. And in a conversation learned that he'd been walking by that he saw it happening for a good six months and he kept walking by it, just delaying off the investment to get it fixed. And yeah, and I made the comment, I'm like, gosh, I'm I'm sorry that, you know, you're now failing a mystery shop with a consumer and you're gonna have to pay some fines. Plus you have to repair that van when you've been walking past it for six months knowing that you needed to get it done anyway. Like, please don't let my mystery shop program be the reason that you do the right thing by your company. You know, you've got to care every bit as much as I care and whatnot. I remember back to my days in the wing zone business and when a field ops person would go visit a store, I think it's not so much that the franchisee is not wanting to fix it or doesn't think it needs to be fixed. I don't think they see it. It's kind of like at home. We, my, right. wife, my wife keeps a really clean house, but the night before company is going to be here, she's got me busy doing things and she's doing things that are cut above what you would do if it was just another day. And I think sometimes that we, we kind of like look past those things and take them for granted until somebody gives you a shake and tells you, you know, this is not the norm and you're getting lazy. <laughs> Well, you know, we're we're a 45-year-old brand, and so that does inherently mean that for some segment, things just become so routine, and you just sort of prioritize the routine. And it's it's okay. In fact, it's necessary to have those shake-up moments, and whether that's a, a firm message from the franchisor reminding people about something or things like the Mystery Shop Program, every franchise organization needs some kind of a Mystery Shop Program, uh, the field visits, the customer feedback, just to make sure that all those pieces are lining up and that the customer experience is happening correctly. I think that investment always nets back good reward for the brand. At age 45, how mature is your brand now? How much have you seen legacy take hold and are there second, third 
generation franchisees or what's that yeah, look like? Sure. You know, there's two pieces that really have come through. And one is I love seeing parents or in some instances, even, you know, I just had a franchisee at what we call our diamond retreat, one of our invite only retreats where we got franchisees together for two and a half days of learning and workshops. And there was a mother who her father had started the business and, and she had been helping her dad. And it's now time it's going to go all the way to the grandson and the grandson's taking over in Texas and love to see that. So there are multiple stories of parent to child. Now we're to the point where it's child to grandchild and kids will talk about, hey, I grew up with helping my dad on jobs on the weekends and stuff like that. Sort of fun to hear some of those, especially from our mom, pa franchise owners. Definitely a tight-knit family culture. And then on the other side are people who have built a nice, solid business platform, and then they're able to go out and they sell it on the market. Sometimes the kids aren't interested in taking over the business, and, and so they sell it out to somebody else who wants to go take it to a whole new level. And it doesn't really matter, because I I've looked at the reports, and this is for, for those who maybe have been in for a while, don't be afraid of your franchisees moving and bringing in new, because that new blood always comes with some kind of a new investment on their end, new investment in marketing, new investment in equipment, and making sure they're using the latest and greatest from an innovation standpoint. There always seems to be an improvement, and we see from a, this is franchisee revenue, that Every time, it doesn't matter whether it's in the family or out of the family, we see about a 25% lift almost overnight in re revenues as the new owner comes in. Now, the average owner for us has been in for about 18 years. So our owners are pretty well tenured. And they often think, oh, there's nothing new for me to give. There's nothing new for me to do. My business is pretty mature. And I often will shake those guys up and say, hey, come on. It's You either need to invest in your growth or maybe you should consider what your exit might look like because there's more opportunity out there. Let's help you get that, whether you sell it to your child or your nephew or whether you let's go connect you with a broker and bring somebody in. But let's help you get the most out of this business. Let's help the brand get the most out of the business. Well, with this being a $5 billion industry, I would guess there's plenty of room for growth even at 45 years of age and 1,800 units. There's still more to come and there's still more to come here. Right after we take a quick break, we'll be back with more conversation with Ed Quinlan. Franchise Today will be right back, but first a word from our sponsors. We are all familiar with Vistage, YPO, and EO. Well, now comes Zor Forum, a somewhat similar type of executive group, but this one comes with a twist. Zor Forum groups are exclusively for franchisors. Imagine a peer group for sharing and networking on a platform built exclusively for franchise executives. Zor Forum members are afforded unparalleled access to best practices and some of the brightest minds within the franchising world through regular meetings and a dedicated communications platform. In this post-COVID world, a franchise-specific mastermind or peer group is an endeavor worth making time for. Zor Forum groups of 6 to 10 will bring leaders together that are in similar situations, but with exclusivity in terms of their competitive sets, so that each can openly help others benefit from their respective knowledge, perspective, and experience with no fear of competitive loss. Network, learn, strategize, and remain motivated along your journey. Join a peer group, not just any peer group. Join the only one designed for emerging franchisors. Join Zor Forum. Learn more at zorforum.com. That's www.zorforum.com. 
And the conversation today continues with Ed Quinlan, president of ChemDry, a division of the Belfour Franchise Group, part of 13 franchise companies in the home services business. So, Ed, I'm interested in learning with all the people that do what you do, how it is that consumers make the tough decision when it's time to pick up the phone and go for service. What brings them to you? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, ChemDry, for the last 45 years, has really worked to set ourselves apart in the marketplace. And I like to say that when everybody else zigs, we zag. (laughs) And that means we're always trying to stay ahead. From a brand standpoint, innovation, I mentioned earlier that power of carbonation, right? The idea of we're going to do something different we're going to do something better and we're willing to invest in that innovation has really benefited us. We're the only national carpet cleaning brand that has its own R&D lab. Here at headquarters, I have a team of chemists and they're always innovating and making sure that our franchisees have the latest and greatest tools, technology, processes so that the customer can get the best possible outcome. In fact, franchisees will often tell me that their number one referral source are their competitors because anytime a consumer comes across any kind of a spot or spill or a a challenging surface to clean, like a white sofa, right, or white carpet, anytime it seems a little bit challenging, those competitors will say, you probably should call ChemDry. And what that reinforces to me is that we really are the experts. That's what we're really trying to differentiate ourselves as in the space is, hey, we're not just somebody going and getting getting some rental unit and doing a deeper vacuum on your carpet. We're actually giving you the best you can get. And we put a lot of a lot of investment in that science and in that technology, and it really does help our franchisees stand apart. And the customer, the marketplace recognizes that. That's powerful. So the OxyFresh guy that did my carpet the last time didn't tell me that. Now I know I should have called you in the first place <laughs> because the stain... The stain in my dining room disappeared for about two months, and then all of a sudden it started showing up again. It just then resurfaced. it came back. Yeah, yeah, then it came back. Yeah, reappearing stains are a really common problem across the carpet cleaning industry. Kimbray, we're great at making sure that reappearing stains don't come back. That's one of our specialties. And because we have special treatments that address that at the time that we're handling it. In fact, often a customer might call and say, hey, can I do something to this stain while I'm waiting for you to come clean it if you can't get here for a day or two? We're like, gosh, don't run to the store and buy a bunch of product. You're probably going to accidentally set the stain. Or what a lot of competitors using uh, products on the uh, on these stains that actually have surfactants and dirt attracting residues that get left behind. And so while it might look good for a week, two weeks, or maybe even a month or two, right, the stain ends up coming back and it comes back tends to be worse because it re- it will reappear stronger than it was the first that's, time. That's my story yeah. and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's make sure we get Kim Dre in your house next time. They'll take great care of you. We'll discuss that at the end of this interview, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> so let's talk about the franchisees and what is it that a franchisee needs to bring with them that you can then train? What are the attributes of the most successful people that become ChemDry franchisees? Wow. I love that you asked that question because I did some research a handful of years ago to really 
try and understand what is the difference between my most successful franchisees and those who are struggling more, right? And what is that gap in between? And where is the real difference? And number one, from a process standpoint, I think Chemdre across the last 45 years, we've done such a great job of finding what matters, what levers to pull, and when to pull them and how to pull them. I tell our new franchisees, come in, follow the process. You can't help but be successful if you'll follow the process, right? But there are two core factors that really stuck out when I looked at my top franchisees different from the rest of the group. So say my top 10%, maybe my top 20%. When I talk to a top 20% franchisee, I can ask them, hey, what was your job average yesterday? And they know it. What was your job average last month? They know it. What was your job average last year? They know it, right? How much revenue did you bring in? Who was your top performing technician? Like they really run the business by the numbers and they're looking at it on a regular basis. They know it. They're letting the numbers guide their decisions, really the data-driven piece. The second attribute, that really stuck out was, I'm going to call it a penchant for sales. Now, the data side can't make up entirely for the salesmanship side, but someone who's willing to talk a little bit, you don't have to be a salesman by any means, but you do have to be willing to smile and willing to open your mouth a little bit as a franchisee. And that can be whether it's how you're interacting with your team members or how you're interacting with the consumer. Chemdry has a lot of owner-operator franchises, and so they may not have technicians. It's them or them and their spouse that are out doing the work. And so you've got to be friendly with the consumer. Ironically, we're going to teach you the scripts. We're going to teach you the right words to say, but you've got to be willing to open your mouth. You've got to be willing to smile. And if you're willing to do that, you can be successful in this. What percentage of your franchisees are owner-operator versus more sophisticated, larger territory operators? Yeah, in Kimbray, we're probably about 70%. Now, some of those owner-operators will have, they often have it like a, a helper with them, right? But the most common model, especially historically for Kimbray, is a husband-wife duo where the wife will often run the office while the husband's running the van. And and they both build great relationships with the customer. One's on the phone, the other's in the home. And then they might hire a technician to come and help make those jobs be more efficient. You can get more jobs in in the day. And then often they'll say, I'm going to add a second van. And so then they hire that helper becomes a technician of his own and he has his own van. Usually by the time you're up to three vans, I often tell the franchisees, hey, it's time to just bite the bullet and go to four or five because the way the revenues work, the way the profit margins work, you can't run a van and run a team when you're at three or four vans. It's time for you to get back in the office and now run the team from an office and really become an owner manager. For those who want, we work to scale them up. Now in Chemdry, one of the reasons why we don't really push people too much, if they want to grow beyond owner operator or beyond two vans and run that bigger operation, we totally support them in that. And my coaches will do a great job of helping them navigate that transition. But sometimes they're like, no, I'm just pretty happy as is. I don't want the headache of having to manage employees. Okay. If that's not for you, that's okay. Chemdry, we have non-exclusive territories. And so if if you don't want to go grow market share, then maybe someone else in the market does. And so we'll partner with the franchisees to say, hey, how big do you want to get? We'll work to help you get as big as you want. I will say, though, the last maybe four or five years, the vast majority of our candidates coming in are interested in more of the manager model than the owner-operator model. And that's a bit of a shift in the trend, which is something I actually am quite excited about because you can do more when you have people with that bigger vision. We can impact more homes. We can get in more homes. We can 
make a bigger difference. Any books that you recommend to an audience of those that are trying to learn pearls of wisdom from someone like you? Oh, gosh. Well, Good to Great is just such a great book. The E-Myth, if you haven't read that, because I actually think it doesn't matter the size of your franchise. If you're a franchisor, be a leader, make a difference, connect with your people, connect with your franchisees. So many of us in franchising wear a lot of different hats, and you have to know the business. You not only have to know the business of franchising, but you also need to know the business of your industry and your franchisees. And when I was in college and learning about franchising, I always thought of it as McDonald's or hotel chains. And really, anything can be franchised if you can turn it into a process and it's replicable. Why not? Why not take your great ideas and accelerate your entrepreneurialism into franchising? Words well spoken. What about corporate charity? Do you have any special charities that you favor corporately or do you leave that up to local franchisees for decisions? Yeah, great question. For Chemdry, we've aligned ourselves historically with different charities at the current moment. We've partnered up with Best Friends Animal Society. With our Franchise Advisory Council, we really felt like partnering with an animal-focused, pet-focused charity would serve us well because we're such a pet-focused brand. We're probably the only carpet cleaning company that can totally eliminate the pet odors from your home. So anytime you let a dog in the house or cat, chances are you've got some urine stains and spills that need to be cleaned. Camdrake can completely remove all those odors with a guarantee, which is pretty remarkable. Another big innovation from us. So just to help us really push and promote that, we've partnered with the Best Friends Animal Society. Really proud of that. That's across the whole nation, across all of our franchisees at the corporate level, and this is part of the Belfort Franchise Group, each and every one of our employees, we give four days a year in volunteer hours for them to go and, and volunteer out in the community. Oh, wow. so we like to help them partner up, whether it's the United Way's Day of Caring for one of those days, or different departments will go and volunteer at, at a shelter or a, a service organization for a day, and I'd love to see the team do that. That screams volumes about your culture, Ed. That really is amazing. So before I ask you to help the audience find you again, with contact info, what question might I have asked you today and I didn't that maybe you wished I did? Mm-hmm. If you're like, gosh, I think I've got something I'd like to franchise, or maybe you're a franchisor, my advice to anybody who's either a franchisor or looking to franchise is make sure that you're focused. Like we have a lot of franchise owners <laughs> and in Chemdrag, and I can ask a question and get 20 different answers, well, or hundreds of different answers for that matter, across all the all the franchisees. We've chosen a franchise advisory council as our way to really filter a lot of that feedback, which I love. I have an open door policy with any franchise if they want to call and talk to me and share with me opinions and views. And then I hit the road on a regular basis to talk to franchisees at our regional training events and local events and, and go visit with franchisees face-to-face. But make sure that you stay focused on your core aim and goal. You can't be all things to all people, right? And for Chemdry, we really focus on carpet and upholstery cleaning, and we have other services that help us in the home so we can take care of all the surfaces in your home with a deep cleaning. We're really proud of all that. But ultimately, carpet and upholstery is our focus. Uh, We're not going to lose our focus on that because that really is what separates us and helps our franchisees be most successful. And I'd say stay focused. What about that contact info, Ed? How does the audience find you again? Oh, yeah, please uh, reach out to me. I'm on LinkedIn, Edward Quinlan on LinkedIn. You're welcome to give me an email at edq at chemdry.com, edq at chemdry.com. And yeah, reach out anytime. I'd be glad to connect and share any insights or learn any insights you have for us. It's been an absolute pleasure and a privilege to have you here today. We get a lot of C-suite guests 
but not every day that we're talking with somebody that's got the length of stay that you've got the tenure that you've got at a company that's got the tenure that it's got and 1800 happy campers to prove it. Ed Quinlan, president of ChemDry Carpet Cleaning. Thanks for being with us today on Franchise Today. It's been great. Thanks. Well, there it is, another fine conversation headed into the archives. And until next week, when I return to do it all again, I'm Stan Friedman wishing you the best, the very best of all things franchising. And Franchise Today is out. Franchise Today is a production of FRM Solutions, providing best-in-class CRM tools to empower relationships with prospective and existing franchisees. No excuses, just solutions. Find them online at frmsolutions.com. Join Stan every Wednesday at noon Eastern for another live episode of Franchise Today. Or, as always, download episodes on demand at blogtalkradio.com or iTunes. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.